time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. It's another Retirement Roadmap Podcast coming at you. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. You can find him online at greensbororetirement.com. Great place to go to learn about educational workshops and courses Glenn and his team offer throughout the area, and you can even schedule a free consultation right there on the website as well. On the podcast today, how do you react to market corrections, or how should you react to market corrections? What's the best way? What's the most common way to react to market corrections? We could ask this question in a lot of different ways, obviously, and I think it's going to be interesting to kind of analyze this with Glenn over the next couple of minutes because, you know, Glenn, anytime we see that market moved in a downward direction or even if it's just wavering for a little bit, everybody seems to have a different reaction to that kind of news. So what we're going to do is identify five of the different reactions people often have to market uh, corrections and and market instability and analyze, you know, are you sticking your hand in the sand? Uh, are you running around with a chicken with its head cut off, you know, in, in panic mode? Those different kinds of things. See if you are one of these types of reactors. And then, Glenn, you're going to kind of reveal to us, you know, what's important to those kinds of folks? What's a good way? How can they know themselves better? How can we take advantage of knowing how we react to certain situations of, of turmoil? So we'll start off with, uh, with a good one here, Glenn. Let's say one market correction reaction is to overtrade. When somebody tries to outsmart the market by constantly moving money around from one investment to the other. Do you see samples of that all the time? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say all the time, Walter. I mean, you do see it from time to time, you know, when folks come in. I mean, typically, obviously, what we do here is we, you know, we try to work with folks to develop a plan that is really um, designed to take all the different things that can happen within the market, you know, into account so that we know that regardless of what happens, we're still going to be okay. But, you know, occasionally you'll see folks that are, you know, come in and they're, you know, they're do-it-yourselfers and maybe they've done a good job in terms of saving, but, you know, they, as they get closer and closer to retirement or maybe they get into retirement and now they realize, hey, I'm not putting, you know, new money in there and I've got, you know, basically what I have is saved or, you know, and if it grows, I'll have more. But if it doesn't grow, you know, then I'm, you know, I am may be in a little trouble and I'm, I'm going to have to start spending some of this. And so that's when some of the emotions start to kick in when, you know, when, when you start seeing those changing in dynamics of their situation. And certainly, you know, you'll, you'll see that when folks come in and then they'll, they'll say, well, you know, I've got this and, you know, and, 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 you know, I always thought it would act like this, but the, these market conditions are different. And, and so I moved here and then I did that and, and, and this, you know, this is happening and that's happening. And, and you can see all of a sudden the wheels are the, kind of, the wheels are coming off. Right. And, and so it's just, you know, Hey, let's calm down. Let's think about it. And let's think about how to, how do we build a plan to, so that you don't have to be so reactionary when these kinds of things happen. But that's a challenging thing for a lot of folks because, you know, they get caught up in, you know, in, in some things that they thought that have worked or maybe they did work in the past. And then, you know, you, you see all the folks on TV and they're there's all the different reports. And of course, the, the folks on TV are always trying to get ratings and create interest. And sometimes, you know, that things are, get, you know, kind of blown up out of proportion. And they, it says, oh, well, this is happening and that's happening. And what do we do? And of course, that's when they take you to a commercial and they want you to, you know, come back on when the program comes back and then they hit you again with another emotional thing. Then it kind of it kind of perpetuates it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Emotions are 
a very big part of this. And uh, that's why sometimes you see that overtrading occur. People just trying to outsmart what's happening around them and often a pitfall for many folks. You also have the common reaction. Now, this one I bet is one you see a little bit more common maybe than the overtrading one, very understandably so, is panic. You know, that kind of constant worry that market losses are going to lead to, you know, some sort of financial ruin can cause panic and thus bad decisions often come out of that panic. Sure. Well, I mean, that's again, I mean, we're in the emotional world and, and, and that's where sometimes it can come into play. I mean, occasionally, you know, you see that, of course, we haven't seen a, a really big market correction in a number of years. But, you know, we see some of these these flash moves that happen, you know, with in a, in a short time frame and it and it gives you know folks a little jolt and, and gives them a little fear and whatnot. But you know, occasionally I'll see folks that will come in, you know, that, you know, for an initial discovery or, or just a, you know, get to know you, you know, kind of appointment. And you can see it. I mean, and they and, and and you can hear it, you know, when they're when they're talking about, it. and it's like the you know they're really concerned, and there's that panic there, and and boy, it, you know, it's it's really hard for for folks to overcome that sometimes if if it's really uh, you know gotten under their skin, and of course, you know, most of the time there's worry there if you if if it you just kind of feels like well I don't know what's going to happen, and again it becomes more scary in retirement because you know when you're in your working years, I mean, the money that you have there for most people, those are savings for someday in the future, right? And you're paying your bills and you're and you're living your life by, you know, your regular paychecks. But when those regular paychecks go away and suddenly now your, you know, retirement savings are going to help you to greet those paychecks, it causes a, a bit more of that panic that can show up in, in folks and in their emotions and, and their and their day to day. And like you say, I mean, it, it can really take a toll on folks. And, and I always encourage folks, let's sit down and let's develop a plan so that you can kind of uh, you know, immunize yourself from these states of mind where you, where you really start get, letting your emotions take over because you really really don't want to be in that place because, you know, when you get into that kind of a place, it's very hard to make wise decisions. I like that a lot. Immunize yourself. I think that's a really wise way to look at it. Do you identify with any of these reactions? Maybe it's this one that resonates with you. The stick the head in the sand approach, trying to ignore everything that's going on. Sometimes maybe, Glenn, this is something like uh, you don't even want to open that statement when it comes in the mail or across your inbox on your computer because it's just too depressing to kind of look at what's happening to your accounts and to your statements. This probably less common recently over the last couple of years, but certainly this will come back, right? Oh, well, you're right, Walter. I mean, you know, you, you, see, <laughs> you see those reports on the news where, you know, folks say, well, you know, I was I was afraid to even open my statements. I mean, I've even had, I've seen reports where folks were, they reported that, the, you know, their advisor told them not to worry about it, not to open it because, you know, it would just cause them, you know, stress and strain, which is, that's kind of an interesting uh, statement. I, I can't really understand that one because as an advisor, you want folks to understand what situation they're in and, you know, and know where they are. But, you know, it, it, it is. It becomes one of those things where it's like, well, maybe if I don't pay attention, it'll, it'll go away. It's kind of like, you know, you've, you've seen that episode of the coyote and the roadrunner, right? And uh, the coyote's building this bomb, you know, and, and, and of course he's going after the roadrunner. And he's so intent on building the bomb that he doesn't even realize that the roadrunner has pushed his little uh, his little shack onto the onto the railroad tracks. And then he looks up and looks out the window and here comes a train, right? So what does he do? Instead of getting out, he just reaches up and pulls down the shade and hoping that that will make it all go away, 
right? And that's kind of the same thing is, is that kind of just you know, putting your head in the sand and hoping it, it, it turns out different. You know, you got to really look at it and say, hey, if this is causing me problems and, you know, pain, I need, I need to do something about it rather than just hoping it, it'll stop. If there's something that's in your financial plan that's creating that, then maybe there's something awry and something that needs to be adjusted so that you don't feel those feelings. So we have the over-trader, the uh, panicker, the head-in-the-sander, if you will, and then we have <laughs> the overconfidencer. if I can uh, continue to make up words here, Glenn. This is somebody who doesn't show any signs of worry about the market because they have this mentality of it will come back eventually. And in many ways, that's actually a good reaction to have and a good thought process to have, but not everybody can just sit around and wait for it to come back eventually, can they? Well, no, Walter, but, you know, I mean, like you say, I mean, there's an element there to the, not, you know, not necessarily the overconfidence part, but they, you know, it's like, hey, don't take any rash actions. You know, that that's probably a good reaction to that. You, know, you got to really consider where you are in life and, you know, and, and where you are in the money cycle. You know, I mean, you have, when I say the money cycle, I mean that there's those early years and, and probably, a, you know, a good portion of your life when you've been saving for retirement, which was what we would call the accumulation years. Right. And that's where most people have spent most of the time in their in their life when that's going on. And, you know, you see the markets go up and down. You know, you're actually kind of you know, it's kind of a good thing when you see the markets go down because that allows you to buy more shares at lower prices. But then as you transition into the accumulation phase and the distribution phase, well, now it's a different story. You know, now, you know, you have to kind of think in terms of, well, how do I position my money, particularly if I'm going to need to be drawing money out, you know, for income, you know, over the next number of years, you've got to be thinking about, well, what happens if, you know, we have a correction during that time when I'm taking this money out? So you have to kind of position at least portions of your money so that they're not exposed to that type of thing. And so you want to have confidence because of the quality of your plan, not because you just say, oh, well, everything is just going to turn out okay. I just have to wait it out. Well, if you're just waiting it out and you're and the values of your accounts have dropped significantly and now suddenly you're having to take money out, even if it's because of required minimum distributions, maybe you didn't want to take it out, but you're required to. Well, if you start taking those distributions out when things are down significantly, suddenly your account starts to deplete much more rapidly. And so you really need to make sure that you've got a, a plan to deal with that. And you certainly don't want to have an overconfidence place, you know, when you're dealing with distributions and your account values, you know, are not holding up to the way they need to be if you are taking money out. And so that's what I would I would really suggest that folks understand the difference between the different phases of life, particularly when you start taking money from the account rather than adding money to the account. You know, everything becomes a, a different dynamic. And you sometimes you have a double-edged sword and you've never experienced the other edge of it. And, and you've got to really know how that works and have a plan to deal with that. Last but not least, Glenn, we then have this reaction. And what would you say to the person who does this, who tries to implement some sort of market timing? They want to pull money out and sit in cash at just the right time, then try getting back in again at the right time to then kind of ride that wave back up. In an ideal world, yeah, that's the way to do it, but awfully difficult, right? Well, it is difficult to do, Walter, and you know, and, and that's not something that you know. It's like they say on those ads, "Don't try this at home." Right? There are professional traders that you know that that do that and are and, and may be quite good at that, but it's not really the thing for most people to try to do. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you have an element of that when we were just talking about, you know, like when you're in your accumulation years and you're kind of dollar cost averaging and you're getting to, you know, buy more shares when things go down. But it's not because of timing. It's just the fact that you're continuing to put more money in. And just by the nature of things, you, you, you know, the timing was very good that you were able to buy those shares at lower prices. But, you know, in terms of in terms of, you know, what you're doing for when you're in retirement, like I say, you, you want to have a plan that's built to last and you know you have a high degree of confidence that you, no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. And you certainly don't want to be, you know, you know, moving money around and just because you think you're going to be able to, you know, capture this or capture that because of a, of a market move. You know, you, if you're fortunate enough to have a lot of extra dollars and you, and maybe you have a portion of money set aside that's kind of like, you know, what we would say, maybe your mad money. Maybe you could do that with that, but but you don't want to do that with the grocery money. That's for sure, right? Yeah, you don't want to do that at all with the grocery money. So you see these reactions, I think, from people when they come in to meet with you, Glenn, and, and we see them, you know, just from folks, whether it be in the news or, or just around us in the office, conversation at the water cooler. How much does a proper financial plan arm you against sort of having these different reactions that end up also leading to bad decisions. Where do you see the, the real impact of having that plan in place? You know, it's always more real when you're when you see the markets do the things that they do and and, and you see that the economy's changing and whatnot and and folks can really see their plan in the real world. But when you're thinking about putting things together, you know, I think the biggest thing is is for folks to really understand how their plan is put together, you know, and then and if certain market conditions happen, what they're going to do, where are they going to draw money from, why it is, the, the reasons why they, they don't have to worry about it, you know, and then they can see that, oh, okay, I've got this money positioned here, and the reason for that is just in case this does in fact happen or, or you know, for when this does happen. And when, when folks can really see it and understand it, you know, understanding goes a long way. And, and if you say, oh, okay, I get it. You know, this, this makes far more sense than just kind of have everything in one pool. And then we see the, you know, the entire account, you know, start to come apart when the market goes down. Well, then that's obviously going to create all those negative emotions and all those, all those challenges that we were just talked about. But if you have a plan in place that is designed to take all of those things into account and you understand how that plan works, then it's far easier to just kind of breathe easy and say, okay, I've got that covered. You know, that now that doesn't mean that you just, you know, you never pay attention again, but it does mean that you can you can say, okay, I, I've, you know, I've got a plan and it's in place and I know that we're going to be good. There might need to be some adjustments along the way and that's fine, but adjustments are, are, are far different than, you know, than taking drastic action just because of, you know, uh, being in a, in a bad mental state. Always makes sense. And uh, I think it's a good place to cap things off for the show today. If you want to get in touch with Glenn Mosseller and have a conversation about your financial plan, what needs to happen differently? How can you have a little bit more comfort with your financial situation? That's often a big problem for a lot of people is this type of reaction to the market uneasiness, the market corrections that we might see. Things start going downhill and we react in different ways, not all of them positive ways to react. Glenn can help advise you, keep you kind of with the goal, the object in front of you so you can stay focused on what you need to do to have the best financial plan in place. If you don't have somebody like that in your corner helping you see the financial world as it moves around in ways that will benefit you, uh, the number to call to get in touch with Glenn to have that conversation is 336-291-3535. He can talk to you about what it looks like to put together a true financial plan and how you can better prepare for retirement. 
336-291-3535 is the old-fashioned way to get in touch. Or just visit us online at greensbororetirement.com. You can schedule a free consultation right there on the homepage. Just look at the bottom, and you'll see a little banner that says free consultation. And you can schedule that on greensbororetirement.com. For Glenn, I'm Walter, and we'll talk to you next time on the Retirement Roadmap. 